Breakfast Club I just meets, meets Marvel your balls movie. About I know you do. I know. Star Wars sucks. I'd like to recant everything I said. Darth Vader's a pussy. Oh, shit, man. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Pulp Fliction. This is the one where we review the much-buzzed-about, probable Oscar favorite, Manchester by the Sea. This movie stars Casey Affleck and Michelle Williams, Kyle Chandler, and newcomer Lucas Hedges, who's getting a lot of buzz. Let me tell you a little bit about this movie. Uh, First, though, let's hear the trailer. Jacob? If you could take one guy to an island with you and you knew you'd be safe because he was the best man, he was going to keep you happy, if it was between me and your father, who would you take? My daddy. I didn't think you are wrong about that. Hello, this is Lee. What happened to my brother? So that's Lee Lee Chandler. I don't understand. Which part are you having trouble with? Well, I can't be his guardian. Well, your brother provided for your nephew's upkeep. I think the idea was that you would relocate. Relocate to where? Well, if you yeah. look, it was my impression that you'd spent a lot of time here. I sweetheart. I'm just a backup. Lee, nobody can appreciate what you've been through. And if you really feel you can't take this on, you know, that's your right. Where are we going, to the orphanage? Shut up. Get in the car. Can't obey your orders until you unlock the door. Whatever you decide, he can always stay with us if he wants to come up weekends. Do you want to be his guardian? Well, he doesn't we want to already, be my guardian. For Christ's sake, got a house. Got we're trying to lose some kids, kids at this point. House? Hello. Hello, Lee. I just went to call and say I'm sorry. How's Patrick doing? Well, he doesn't really open up with me. Do you actually have sex with these girls? Strictly basement business. What does that mean? It means I'm working on it. You don't want to be my guardian? That's fine with me. Not that. It's just the logistics. All my friends are here. I got two girlfriends, and I'm in a band. You're a Janet and Quincy. What the hell do you care where you live? I've said a lot of terrible things to you. My heart was broken, and I know yours is broken, too. No, you don't understand. There's nothing there. That's not true. something wrong with me. Do you want me to call your friends? What do you want me to do? I'm not going to bother you. I'm going to just sit here until you calm down. All right, I'm calming it. Would you please just go away? No. Thank you, sir. An uncle is forced to return home to take care for his nephew after his brother dies, unknowing he is to be the guardian and struggles with... This is a terrible synopsis. Written, I think it was written by a middle schooler. The only the IMDb's are not good. They're, They're not good. Suck. If you go to iTunes or if you go yeah. to... iTunes are too long, but... Well, because IMDb, they just good. like pick a random... like reviewer like a person a normal person and they're terrible here i'll do this one an uncle is forced to take care of his teenage nephew after the boy's father dies what a great description yeah yeah that's yeah. pretty much it okay so manchester by the sea 
this movie is getting all kinds of buzz. Uh, gun to my head, uh, if I were to pick the Oscar winner right now for next year, based on buzz alone, it would either be Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight, or La La Land. It looks like those three are the front runners right now. Uh, so I'm excited. We've already talked about Moonlight. We all liked it. I have no idea what we're all going to say about Manchester by the Sea, though. I will pitch it to Jacob first, and let's hear your thoughts on the Oscar hopeful Manchester by the Sea. Has, does it live up to the to the hype? Yeah, I saw this about a week ago, and so I yes, I think it still holds up really well after watching it for a week. You watched um, it for a week. Sorry. <laughs> That's a slow movie. Sorry. I got distracted. Uh, <laughs> after sitting on it for a week or whatever. Um, and uh, no, overall, I thought the acting was great. I thought technically it was really well done. I thought the story was really good, really sad, but really good. Um, the, I don't know, the characters, the music, the storyline. It was all just a good, solid movie. And, you know. I just feel like we're in so bombarded with the good movies right now. It's it's yeah. they're all just been you know clumped into it. But I'm glad I kind of sat on this one for a week to be honest. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, after drudging through so many terrible months of movies, of course Hollywood hits us with all the good ones at once. Rachel, your thoughts on Manchester by the Sea? I thought it was really good. I think that I was a little bit disappointed in it because of all the buzz that it's getting. I expected it to be like a. When you say something is the front runner for best picture, I expect it to be another level, like clearly the best movie that I've seen this year, especially because there's still so many other Oscar contenders that we have yet to see. And I just didn't get that from this movie. Like Jacob, I thought it was solid there. I, I don't have a lot of complaints about it, but there were actually wasn't anything that I thought made it super special either. Um, what won best picture last year? <laughs> oh my gosh spotlight spotlight yeah yeah, yeah. wave yeah. of emotions yeah yeah, yeah wave I, of emotions um, and i would put spotlight above this two i years ago, was it 12 years of slave or was that three years ago? that was three years ago wave of emotions birdman was birdman. two years birdman. ago i'd put birdman yeah, above this I don't know about wave of emotions but still a really interesting kind a of unique, you know, unique, a unique movie, movie right. yeah um, like, like the thing with oscar winners you feel like they should be some sort of special and some like spotlight because of the weight of the subject matter and you know there's so many different layers to it and it hit people on such a you know emotional level it made sense it was a big movie birdman was so unique and so kind of dramatic and had this flamboyance and flair about it it made sense 12 years the slave goes without saying i'm with you rachel i i liked manchester by the sea a lot I did it too. was great like i, I would too. give it a high high like a 9 out of 10 yeah. which is great but it doesn't feel like it has that sort of special like, can't wait to rewatch it again yeah I, I don't think i'll ever want to rewatch it because <laughs> it was so sad and depressing right but yeah i it, it didn't have that special it, it definitely feels like a movie that should be nominated for best picture yeah, but for when sure. i watch it um i almost had the feeling with moonlight though when i watched moonlight i kind of felt like yeah this i could see this one in best picture but, but here's the difference to me like Casey Affleck is our main character in this, and he was just so hard to read, and you can't, like, uh, I don't feel like you... You're not sure there was an arc, You maybe. attach... I, I didn't attach to him like I attached to um, The Kid in Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't have that personal attachment to it. I guess maybe I couldn't relate, and maybe some other people can, and so they understood it better, but I think that was the disconnect for me. Like, I... It was a sad movie, but I just wasn't feeling the highs and lows as much as I was in, in a movie like Moonlight. 
I think for me, I definitely felt it. I and and I should say, I I really like the movie a lot. And it would definitely like right now being the hovering in my top five of the year so far. We saw some movies to see, but it would be right around that number five for me. Um, I I think because it's so down and depressing and which and, by the way this is definitely one that we need to bring up we talk about spoilers all the time yeah here because there's some major spoilage going on yeah let's get <laughs> to it we're we, spoilage. yeah, yeah. Well, we've talked Character. about it being depressing let's just get to it you find out that his brother dies in the very beginning obviously that's the the premise of the movie is he takes care of his nephew um but you know you see it via flashback, it's kind of a parallel storyline. You see flashbacks of Casey's story and then the present. And you see that he's married to Michelle Williams and all seems happy. He's, he's like, and he's a different person in these flashbacks. He's really socially active. He's fun. He's, he seems like a really good, personable guy, uh, lighthearted. And then in the present, he's moody. He's down. He's depressed. He gets he, in bar fights. You know, right. He's just... Not yeah, a good, not a nice person to be around, and and Mich- he's not with Michelle Williams anymore. So you assume, at least I did, that they were divorced. You know, something bad happened, and he's depressed because that, and he's depressed because he lost his brother. Well, come to find out, his his three kids died, and you know, on top of that, he feels guilty because for, he's the one that caused it. Right, he there caused you. it. It was it wasn't murder by any means; it was an accident, but he was the cause of it. Uh, now that lead led to some great drama, and I get and I to me the best scenes in the movie were between him and Michelle Williams, especially the one at the end. Definitely, that w- that'd be in my top three or four scenes of the yeah. year. Period, if not my number one favorite scene of the year, uh, and it may have. Uh, I think that alone got Michelle Williams is going to get her nominated for best supporting actress. She was uh, outstanding she in that one great. scene, but but the most it also led to this. Uh, uh, the sit down with policemen. They were asking him about what happened that night with his kids that led to maybe my next favorite scene. So I think for me, for me, probably what was more stirring emotional was the stuff in his personal story in the past and not so much what was going on in the present. And because that's in the past, not in the present, it's like, well, that's already happened and that's what I'm connected to and not as much with the stuff with the nephew. Yeah. It just never seemed like Casey's Casey Affleck's character. Um, I don't know if we call him Lee Chandler. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. it just never seems like Lee Chandler changes. Maybe a, maybe a nudge, you know. But the, you know, a big part of the story is that he has to take on his brother's son. He has to, you know, become the guardian of he, he's he's willed to be the guardian of his of his nephew until he becomes you know eighteen years old. And I believe he's sixteen years old at this point. This is the same girl who's over at the. Home. Oh, that was Sylvie, and this is Sandy. And they don't know about each other, so uh, please don't say anything in case it comes up. I won't. Do you actually have sex with these girls? Well, we don't just play computer games. With both of them? Well, with Sandy's mom here, it's sort of uh, strictly just like basement business. What does that mean? It means I'm working on it. It actually created a lot of kind of fun moments between his nephew and Casey Affleck. Yeah, I'm glad you brought Which, that up. There's right, a lot of, there was a lot of comedy. There was, in this movie, there was. strangely for a movie yeah. that was really dark, um, really sad, <laughs> incredibly sad. Uh, but they they kept finding ways to do it, and it was kind of through maybe yelling or arguments, yeah, uh, or like you know awkward arguments or awkward moments when uh, the nephew brought over girlfriends, yeah, or awkward moments when the nephew put him on the spot to you know 
have him cover for him. Right. You know, when he yeah. Was go fool yeah. That kind of stuff was great. Uh, I mean, there was some funny stuff in there, but man, we, we but Casey's character never budged. It seems yeah. like, and he was constantly battling these, you know, these internal issues, uh, which made it very interesting. Like, it's it's kind of like okay, let's think about Leonardo DiCaprio last year. He won an award for physical acting. Mm-hmm. You no know, one will say he really got it for you know just being an amazing actor for right. physical. Right. And in a sense, we have the same. Would you say it's the same thing happening here? Because I'm not sure if Casey Affleck talks a ton, but you can see it in his facial expressions. Yeah. It's, or he is maybe that he doesn't smile hardly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely like a more restrained, subtle performance. Methodical. I don't yeah. Know. But at the same time, he has he has these outbursts. So he kind of gets the best of both worlds. Um, but yeah, most of it's because he's so restrained. And, you know, he's, he's hiding himself. He's kind of locked himself into the shell. So... Most of his acting does come from, you know, reactions in his face to what's going on, but not wanting to speak it. Put himself in prison. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, and and I thought honestly, even though I wanted him as a viewer to come out of that, and you want it, you want to see him grow. I think from a storytelling perspective, I appreciated that they didn't go there, even though I wanted them to. Because it felt more realistic, it felt like this real person who would go through this. And he even says at the end, you know, you keep expecting him to to get some sort of happiness and to break and to to kind of overcome. And he never does. And he even admits, he actually says at the end, I can't beat it. I just can't beat it. Right. Talking about, you know, his depression, his darkness and all this. And I felt like that was real. You yeah. get a glimmer of hope at the end because he kind of bonds with his nephew and, and kind of becomes slightly, slightly, you know, more positive, but not really. He's still kind of the same guy. And again, the scene with him and Michelle Williams, she was breaking. She was ready to to, to talk it all out and, and confess everything and to heal and all that. And I thought it was great because she was this totally one sided this way, and he's still like, no, I can't, I can't. And he almost broke, like he almost allowed himself right. to break, but that hurt too much to feel again. So he restrained from it and and walked away from the situation, which I thought made the scene that much more powerful. From an acting perspective, because I never took any classes, how hard do you think it would be for her to cry as much as she did and can, and maintain that Boston accent? Like that yeah. was amazing. Yeah, I thought it was so good. Was, what, she, yeah. what she pulled off there. She, honestly, that, that even though Casey Affleck was great and Lucas Hedges was was great as well, that what Michelle Williams did in those like that five minute scene that was the highlight of the movie for me. She was she was fantastic in that scene. Right, and so far she has been nominated for best supporting actress, which I think that's right. I I wanted to make sure it was for supporting actor, yeah. actress, not support just. Just best actress. Yeah, her screen time is so low. Because that gives her a better be. chance of winning, personally. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure it does. Um, uh, now, we haven't really talked about much about the nephew. Lucas Hedges plays the nephew. Um, and he's getting a lot of buzz, too. He was kind of, for me, a polarizing character. He was kind of the heart of the film. But at the same time, he's kind of a little douchebag. Rachel, did you like the nephew? Did you? Did you not? Like I, It was a weird deal. Um, I, he was funny. I I think was, I had to warm up to him. Yeah, like I had, I kind of had to be with his character for a little bit and understand that that's just the way he is, and he's not really a dick. He's just kind of a teenager. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> was it true. weird that he got these two hot chicks? That was that. That was really distracting yeah. to me. Yeah. I was like, "There's no kind way of a this dorky, not kid is a kid. ladies' man." Yeah. Did, he did remind you know what he remind me of? He remind me of a young 
Matt Damon from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> it's what he reminded me of. The accent, the looks, the, the kind of cockiness. That's what he reminded me of. Did you like the- him, Jacob? I mean, I thought he was fine. I'm kind of right there with you. I I really had not much of an opinion because I thought he was a dick the entire time. Yeah. 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 I liked his and- uh, band girlfriend way more than his super hot. The other girl was, was definitely more of a looker. But I was with Casey it's- Affleck. I like when he said. Oh, the breakfast the girl that yeah like, oh you're upsetting him yeah well, and i think one thing for us too is that he never really showed he never really broke much regarding his father's death he besides the was, frozen chicken besides the, the frozen chicken yeah, scene, that was that was, was a good break. scene yeah, yeah. It was. uh because in the, the story behind that if you're if you don't remember it's just that uh his father had to be frozen because it was winter time in boston and so they can't bury them till it warms up in the summertime so they have to put them on ice so he sees the chicken in the fridge and it drops all over the floor and he has a panic attack because of it i mean it's kind of it was interesting storytelling i don't know if it was that impactful or believable personally and so for that i didn't really i mean i got what they're going for but again this kid just never showed anything else outside of kind of just selfishness yeah that was the deal like and except for when the Towards the very end where he walks into the room, he looks at the three pictures, kind of sees that his uncle's going through his own things. Yeah. And then he goes back downstairs and actually kind of asks and checks up on him. I thought that was right. a nice touch. You it know, was. shows a human side of the kid, you know, uh, that not all teenage boys are completely self-involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did think uh, the fro- his dad being frozen, uh, his dad being Kyle Chandler. Uh, did lead to one of the funniest scenes. So when they'd parked the car and they couldn't find it and they were freezing and they got back to the car and they were arguing and he said something to the effect of, why don't we just put my dad in this car? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? No, you it butchered it. It was such a funny... Yeah, I did butcher it. <laughs> I, know what, I know the line you're talking about. There. Yeah. What is it, right? You try. No, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know how it went. But I know what you're talking about. Um, what else can we say about... Uh, the director is weird to me because his name is Kenneth Lonergan, and he's got three movies. You know, to his no, credit. you never saw Margaret. Margaret came out like in two thousand six. I want to say, yeah, the movie with two thousand nine. Think about like Margaret that ago. it took. Margaret took like several years to make it. There's some big production hold that it was, and um, it had well, it has Mark Ruffalo in it, and the main character is um, uh, Anna, Anna Paquin and. And Paquin, yeah. Uh, and basically, I think this, right. this, that story is she she yeah. witnesses a bus driver played by uh, Mark Ruffalo, who I believe accidentally hit someone with the bus because he wasn't paying attention, or he was, I think, paying attention to her who's trying to get on the bus, and in, in the end, he hit someone because he wasn't doing his job, and so okay. it becomes like a witness kind of thing. But he's just he's he's just a guy trying to do his job, and he had this accident, but it could ruin his career, could end his life, you know. And that sort of terms, it was a really intense, really well done movie as well. Right. Was highly was highly acclaimed at the time when it came out. But because it was three years in the making, I want to say Matt Damon's in it too. It's yeah. been a little while since I've he seen is. it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, because it took so long to make, it had like no marketing at all. Right. No one even knew about it. But it's a really well done movie. And I think Lonigan also does a lot of plays, uh, writes a lot of plays, and it so he's sense. very good at. Uh, I think building character or writing characters and that sort right. of thing. Um, so that that's what I know about him. And I would say if you've never seen Margaret, check it out. It's very good. Yeah. It's long. Uh, heads up on that one. Huh. Uh, but it's good. Um, I want to say, did you notice the, the theme of water in Manchester by the Sea? 
I noticed there was a lot of water because they were by the sea a lot. So, okay, great observation there, Brandon. <laughs> so <laughs> whenever kind of things title, were Jacob. kind of rocky, you'd see like the waves kind of crashing and you hear more wind and, you know, weathered storm coming through, especially in scenes where we realize the history of uh, KCF, like that he had a, a part in, you know, the death of his children. And that's when you really saw that water kind of rocking back and forth. But really at the beginning, uh, when it's, when it's, brother first passed away it was pretty calm and and then at the end when there was a little bit more peace for his character it was calm but throughout it they kept flashing back to the water it's just something to kind of Hmm. take notice of when you watch it and it was always um yeah just played a theme throughout the movie that's kind of cool not notice that yeah but that makes sense yeah I thought it was cool. Yeah. I mean, it looks like we're kind of running out of things to say all of a yeah. sudden on this one. Yeah. But, I mean, I will say it's really good. It's really intense. Rach, did you it's cry hard. at all? No, I didn't <laughs> cry. It's hard. I, in my theater, you guys saw it together. But I, uh, the guy in front of me, as soon as the credits started rolling, goes, holy cow, we just wasted two hours of our life. And I think in <laughs> two people walked out about 30 minutes into it. That's insane to It's me. one of these movies you're walking in. On a part of somebody's life, you're walking into it. There's really that's a great no introduction, and then you're walking out. It's not a complete story. Uh, it gives you what you need to kind of understand what's going on, but it's not. You're not going to get a big climax, and you're not going to get a satisfying solution. You're just watching part of somebody's life, right? Yeah. And yeah. so sure. that doesn't. Uh, and I think that's also why it's kind of hard for us to dissect it and talk about it because it's it doesn't follow the cadence of a movie like you would expect it to because again there's not a climax or anything cuz it's just somebody's life. Good call. So, it's a glimpse. <clears throat> yeah. And and I really like movies like that, but it, it I can see a lot of people also that not being their thing. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I I don't think this will be a crowd pleaser because no. because one it is depressing, but like you said people are conditioned to a Hollywood happy ending. And I think even we as kind of quote unquote movie elitist or, you know, whatever you want to call us, we see a lot of different movies. We, you know, maybe not the general moviegoers, uh, even us, I think we're programmed to expect some sort of change from Casey Apple, a little bit of happiness, some sort of happiness. And so we didn't get and I think we can appreciate it in a different way. Um, but I don't think that the average moviegoer who's going in this, who sees Casey Affleck and hearing some buzz about it, like, oh, I'll go see it. They're going to expect him to be happy at the end, to take the nephew in, and they're going to become besties, right. and they're going to be getting ice cream together at the end, which they did. Uh, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait! <laughs> but I think yeah, you know, people expected that kind of happiness if you're you know just walking into this and you're not going to get it, so it's not going to be a crowd please. No, <laughs> but I, they do I, go I, get ice cream yeah, together. They, they really There's do. That. <laughs> I will say I agree with you too. Like I, I am definitely conditioned. I like my my movies to have a you know a happy ending and look i have an appreciation for ambiguous endings or the end of a glimpse or something like that but uh i certainly always like to have a little bit of closure especially for a sad movie like this it is a sad i, I would have liked it but i appreciate what they did because it felt real did you cry uh, uh i got i got misty eyed during the michelle williams scene towards the end that got me i didn't 
I didn't cry, but you know, I got a little wet up the there. The only place I choked up was when he went and saw his brother and hugged him and gave him a kiss on the cheek. That's the only yeah. place I got a little choked up. That yeah. was yeah, that um, was good too. Other than that, I thought it was just amazing. But of course, I looked over at Misty, who was there. Oh, yeah, and she, was, she was a disaster. Oh yeah, she, yeah, she she was definitely crying <laughs> Her nose all over the was, place. Like, Rudolph red. Yeah, she the movie. She was crying. You know, I th- I think you know people with hearts will probably cry at this <laughs> none of us three did but but probably most people will <laughs> we're kind of jackasses i guess guess so <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh manchester by the sea i think we can all say definite top 10 movie of the year definitely yeah. worthy of being nominated for best picture even if we don't think it should necessarily win best picture um nailed it yeah that's exactly how i feel about manchester by the sea brandon great so now we're moving on from a best picture candidate to the movie that's maybe uh, how should I the say biggest box blockbuster office. of the yeah. year? Yeah, box office. Yeah, that box you said office. Bo- well, buster. I was going to say it. A how about biggest way, but, blockbuster of the year? Yeah, biggest <laughs> blockbuster of the year. Yeah, yeah, this is a cool like parallel. Uh, one's going to rule the box office. One's going to rule the award season. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, Summed like this. Jacob, actually, I'll let you do the honor since you're Mr. Star Wars. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> the Rebel Alliance makes a risky move to steal the plans for the Death Star, setting up the epic saga to follow. Our rebellion is all that remains to push back the Empire. We think you might be able to help us. When was the last time you were in contact with your father? What is this? It appears he is critical to the development of a super weapon. If my father built this thing, we need to find him. All right. How many do I need? They are requesting a call sign. It's, um, Rogue. Rogue One. The power that we are dealing with here is immeasurable. If the Empire has this kind of power, what chance do we have? We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. They have no idea we're coming. Take hold of this moment. The force is strong. Make ten men feel like a hundred. We'll take the next chance. And the next time. Rebels on you. Save the rebellion. Save the dream. Yeah, yeah, and that's because <laughs> look, this is this, this is the story of um, a rogue one. Again, always spoilers. If you haven't seen Star Wars or grew up watching it, it is simply the story of stealing the plans for the Death Star, and we know that many Bothams die. And, and that sort of thing like that was that's rogue one to a t and i would say as far as the story goes it no, there's not a whole lot more to it yeah and and you don't really need to ever have watched any star wars movies going in right i mean like somebody asked me i was like you know you don't really need like it would it's help the precursor so yeah it's well, a precursor you to the you just said it so i mean it's literally a prequel to star wars yes, yeah so you exactly. don't need to see the other ones right this is what a prequel probably should be <laughs> yes, this would have been a yeah. much better prequel than the pre- prequels that we got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should probably check out that trailer. Oh, 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that is Rogue One, a, war story, a Star Wars story. So, I'm going to wait to Jacob for the last... You're going to wait to Jacob? Uh, yeah, I made Jacob a verb. Let's <laughs> wait to Jacob here. Uh, no, I want to hear Jacob's opinion on the movie last, only because he is, you know, Star Wars is his, that's his yep. series. Yep. And and we haven't really got to hear, I'm really curious what his thoughts are, but let's you and me discuss it before we, Wait, we get real the quick, real opinion. So we always do what we should do is like, hey, are you Star Wars fans? Do you like yeah. you know, anything like that? It's just, you know, because I kind of know where you all stand, yeah. but for anyone who listening for the first time. Yeah, uh, I, I like Star Wars. I appreciate Star Wars. I, you know, somebody said, are you a Star Wars fan? I want to say I'm a fan, but I enjoy the series. I, I and I appreciate what they've done with movie history, and I like a lot of the characters. I'm not a huge sci-fi guy, so some of the spacey stuff I'm kind of eh, whatever on. But I, I appreciate the series. Rachel, I feel like you wrapped it up well when you said we'll discuss it and then we'll get the real opinion from Jacob. That is what you just said, huh? You did. <laughs> oh, I was just curious if you're. If, I was just want to see like how much if you how much you like Star Wars, right? If you think it's overrated, if you think it's no, my than opinion Star doesn't Trek. count. That's how much I like Star Wars. I don't really like Star Wars. Oh, that's it's, what you're saying. Okay, it's I appreciate Star Wars, but I don't like sci-fi and I don't like action. Whatever, movies. she's a Star Trek closet. She's a closet Star Trek. <laughs> I do nerd. like Star Trek better, but I don't love Star Trek either because I don't like action and I don't like this sci-fi. This podcast is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, Jacob's hitting only well because she would have just said that about the Godfather. I'd like be. He like, knows I don't like here. sci-fi or yeah, action I movies. Know, so I these know. just are not. They're just not up my alley. But that's right. You're a woman with a small woman's brain. We understand. <laughs> whatever, man. I just. That's how I feel about Star Wars. Okay, so but this particular Star Wars, this was a different kind of beast. I thought because it was interesting to me because. It didn't have any of the characters that were used. I mean, there right. are zero. I mean, besides the cameos, of course, from R two D two and C three PO, and the extended cameo that Darth Vader had, uh, which we'll get to. Uh, best scene in the movie. Spoiler alert. Uh, but these were a bunch of characters. I had no idea who these dudes were, who these people were going into this, and I liked Rogue One. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was fun. Uh, I thought the action was was great, um, and the story was cool. Like I appreciated, you know, Mads Mikkelsen's character and and his daughter and and the Death Star and all that stuff. And um, I got all that. I followed it all, and I liked how it led right into Star Wars. But my probably my only gripe would be that I didn't really care about these characters, and in the end, I just kind of felt like they were a bunch of red shirts that were just kind of feature, right, length, feature length red shirts. You know, they're like, not going to be in the next few. Right? You're not. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, and they're kind of boring. Like the or a couple main characters I thought were kind of boring. Like now, I did love the droid. I thought the droid was hilarious. The droids are always fun, though. Yeah, but this one was especially snarky, which I really, really liked. True. Two S O. Yeah, it was voiced by Alan Tudyk, and he was hilarious. Yeah, he and was I liked the blind Japanese. Dude, I don't know what his name was. Uh, it's a Donnie Yen. Yeah, that dude was badass. I liked him, and I liked the droid a lot. I got to be honest, though, all of the other characters I didn't really give a crap about. 
Uh, and that was probably my main complaint. I liked the movie overall, though, as a whole. I really, really did. Okay. Rachel. No, I agree with all the things that you just said. I, uh, as much as I don't like Star Wars, I thought for a Star Wars movie, it was good. Like, it was good. It had all the Star Wars things in it, and it was entertaining. I don't, like, love Star Wars movies, but I, I'm not, like, bashing this movie. It's just not I my thing. I didn't think so. But I thought it was a good... <laughs> <laughs> I generally think you like these movies okay. Yeah. I just think, I think you're just they're not a fun. Girl. I yeah. think they're fun, but they're not more than that. Did you me. like uh, Force Awakens also? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, because like, for me, it's like, I think they're doing a good job so far. They are. They do a good, look, Disney does a good job with their Marvel movies. We like those movies too. Right. It's just going to come to a point, just like with everything else, that we're going to become immune to it. the right. excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, this, or you this, move on to the next movie. Yeah. This was interesting because it was almost just a standalone story. And I don't know, right. you can shed some light on this. I feel like this story's done and that, that was kind of it, right? Like, right. I mean, the, I mean, it was cool like and to get the backstory on the Death Star, but I'm kind of like, oh. Okay, cool little standalone Star right. Wars story. Now what? I exactly. mean, I liked it. Exactly. I did. It's just interesting to have this characters you're never going to hear from again, never heard of before, never going to see again. They're done. Here's the here's how the Death Star happened. It was interesting. Yeah, here's, but but here's, hard to bond with it, I guess. Right. Here's the thing about this movie too is like we don't have a Solo or a Skywalker in it. Yes. So technically, it's our first Star Wars movie to have that. Yes. You know, did that work? I think it worked. I, I really enjoyed it. It shows. I think I read somewhere that there was just kind of a science experiment to see if a Star Wars movie could survive without those characters. Right. Well, of course it could. It's it's yeah. Just, it's still the Star name's Wars. Too big for itself. Yes, I agree. And, and we, anyone's going to go see it. I haven't seen what the, uh, the the sales were, but I mean, I imagine it's going to be you know top five by the end of the year. Oh, I oh, easily it should be number one. I don't really yeah. know, but yeah. Um. So it. Yeah, I don't know what what the experiment is. It should sell itself. Oh, it's going um, to. Look, you actually said everything I, I feel about the movie. Really? I think wow. the movie is good. I think that it's actually really slow, the first half. Yes, it Honestly, was slow. Okay, the first sequence with Mads Mikkelsen, that was really pretty. That was really cool. It was. Uh, I thought it really dragged in the middle. Yes, after that scene yes. and like leading up to like the real action, Man, it did. I just kind of wasn't into the characters. Yes. I really wanted to be. Me too. Um, But, you know, I just... I thought it was just okay. Now I love the the last part where they had the big, the big fight. That was the, the big, best part. You know that was great. With you had like because it became more war type, more war epic, right. which I do enjoy that stuff. Of course, mixed with a you know my one of my favorite genres, and you had them on the ground running through the beaches. You have like all the you know X wings up in the sky trying to break through the shield. Yeah, that was fun to watch. It really cool how it kind of um, all worked out. I'll say. Which yeah. by the way, have you watched the trailers since you've seen this movie? No, I haven't. Wow, they they. Gave away a lot of stuff. No, they went back and they refilmed a bunch of stuff. Really? Yeah. If you watch the trailer, you'll see that Felicity Jones is running with the the um, um, the plans in her hand on the beach. Well, how can that be if she uploads it from a satellite in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. So so they completely redid that. Huh. Um, Interesting. I mean, I think this is kind of minor, but when she, in the trailer, she's like, I rebel. Well, they took that out. That's yeah. minor. But like, yeah. it's, I, and I knew that they went back and did a bunch of reshoots which usually that's a bad sign yeah. yeah but i didn't think that was really terrible for this movie but um yeah go back and watch the trailer now there'll be a lot of things you kind of notice and huh. it's just like i wonder why they changed their mind because i kind of was a little disappointed with the let's just upload it make it easier right i would have liked to see like an escape but does that mean our characters would have lived because do you think they all should have died because of what we know of star wars and that sad scene towards the end of uh you know episode four where they're like you know many bottoms die right yeah. um <laughs> so you know you, you said it we we knew and that, that was my problem 
I knew the story. It's just like watching Sully, for instance, outside of the fact that that was a real story. We knew what the story was going right. to be. We right. knew that many people were going to die, and we knew they were stealing plans for the Death Star. Nothing really surprised me outside right. of having new characters. Right. Exactly. I, 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 no, you said it. K2SO was my favorite character. By far. Easily. And uh, I've heard people were like sad. All kinds of people died, and I wasn't at all. No, because you don't care about it. Except for K2SO. Except, yeah, he was <laughs> the only one I cared about. He was the only one I felt like. Wasn't so stiff. Yeah, everybody was stiff. They they were lifeless. They were they were bland. They just weren't weren't fleshed out characters. You didn't really. They weren't really funny. They weren't really necessarily especially brave or especially smarter. There wasn't like anything tangible you could like grab hold and be like, oh, I really like this character because of this. Well, sometimes like yelling and screaming or or humor or just like intense moments. Maybe. To an extent, love or you know those kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, something. Give us something to make us care about the characters. And think about that with the so Force Awakens. So when they Awakens. died, I didn't care. You're right. So think about that with the Force Awakens. They do kind of yell more. They do get a little bit more emotional throughout that movie. Oh, and I here, liked a lot of the characters. I kind of saw it, but really just from K2SO, maybe Ben Mendelsohn, who was the bad guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who was great, by the way. I thought he was. he was a really good bad guy. Yeah, the dude uh, he from wasn't Bloodline. way over the top like... Oh, the redhead dude in uh, Force Awakens was yeah. uh, Dom Hall Gleason. Yeah, um, he. I thought he was very good. Honestly, I wish he would be Dom Hall Gleason's character. He was really good for the part. Um, yes. So, I, I mean, I don't have issues with this movie. I really enjoyed it. it. It's it was fun to watch. But I think I'm gonna put it in that same category as I put like Doctor Strange and. and uh, Civil War, like I really enjoyed it. I'll I'll pr- I'll come back to it multiple times throughout the year, mm-hmm. but it just is what it is. Uh, maybe nostalgia will kick in later, but for the most part, uh, you know, I liked it, and I'm just going to move on to the next Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it it was kind of fun being there opening night, though. I love to see all the locals get dressed up. That you know, was, being in the environment. Yeah. There are times that I'll go go see movies by myself when it's. Uh, empty theater and yeah. you forget how important it is to be a part of the crowd yeah. and yeah. it just makes so much more of a movie moment so that was cool because I yeah. saw it with some cousins of mine and they're all big Star Wars fans so you know if it's still it's only been out a week at this point you know go see it you know while there's still big theaters you know it's a better reaction I think you'll have more fun doing it that way why does Dora Knight do it? what? I know how to use it that's what I'm afraid of give it to me Going to Jeddah. That's a war zone. That's not the point of. Where'd you get it? I found it. I find that answer vague and unconvincing. Trust goes both ways. You're letting her keep it. Would you like to know the probability of her using it against you? It's high. Let's get quiet. It's very high. Um, I want to bring up something that I can't decide if it bothered me or not, so I'm curious to get your takes on it. How about the CGI characters? The CGI uh, uh, Tark, uh, Grand Mar- Moth Tarkin, or whatever his name is, and the CGI Princess Leia. Okay, so uh, I, I thought the CGI on Grand Marthka, whatever, how you ever say his name, I actually thought it was... <laughs> Pretty pretty solid, honestly. I thought I thought that was pretty solid. The CGI on Princess Leia, 
was weird. It was weird. It just I, you could tell it was CGI. Like like it was. I, I get that they had to do it. I mean, Carrie Fisher, you know, is, is, old. is, is old balls now. <laughs> so I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, and you don't have any footage of her getting like the Death Star plan. So I mean, you got to film something. Uh, but <laughs> but she looked weird to me. Like it definitely stuck out as as CGI to me. But it 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 was fine. And the, within this world, it was weird. It I was wish weird. they wouldn't shut her face. Yeah, yeah, but but they but they wanted that moment. They wanted that aha from the crowd, and it worked. I mean, from my crowd reacted to it. Uh, the two biggest reaction, the three biggest reactions of the night. Uh, easily were uh, the R2-D2 C-3PO little three-second cameo. Right. That got a great reaction from the crowd. The Princess Leia uh, reveal at the very end got a huge... Uh, and then, of course, the scene I want to talk about was the Darth, Darth Vader, Vader scene. Yeah, we'll get to that but, one in a second. Yeah, the, we, that, that's got to be its whole other talking point. Uh, so I'd say as far as my crowd goes, it reacted well to that. Yeah, actually, I think Leia was the loudest that my crowd got. Yeah, because, I mean, it's an aha moment right. at the end of the movie, which you want. And, you know, the CGI may have been kind of creepy, but I think it was effective. It just makes me think of Beowulf and Polar Express. Yeah. Which I just, it just doesn't work It's just work not for right, me. yeah. Yeah. It was it was weird looking. I agree. Uh, okay, one thing before we get to Darth Vader, I wanted to, I was and and maybe because it's not technically, you know, the Star Wars story as we know the Star Wars story, but it was so weird that there wasn't a crawl at the beginning. Yep, I noticed that too. That was, really bummed me out. I couldn't My decide nephew if actually, I thought it was good or not. I, I don't didn't know. like it. It's a Star Wars movie, you know, and uh, the Lucasfilm. You know, <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Speaking of that, though, what about the music then? Yeah. 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 Yes, it's see, a Star Wars see, movie. See, the music about the prequels was one of the biggest bummers of mine because yes. it's one of the most classic music in, it's star- in cinema. You have to use it. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's synonymous and with it's the like series. It got away just enough to where it sounded like a like a knockoff, and that it doesn't did. work. You either yeah, right. go completely different like the prequels did. Right. right. Or you use it. Or you or you just use it. Yeah. And, and I was I was bummed by both of those things because right. – you know, you've already differentiated this because it's not, you know, really the Star Wars that we know. It's none of the characters that we know. At least give us the things that we come to love and expect, like the crawl and the music and things like that. I thought I was really – actually, I took my uh, my seven-year-old nephew with me. He was He's a big Star Wars fan. He was super excited. Uh, but he actually asked me, and I was really he was impressed. Like, he was like, "That's peculiar." <laughs> <laughs> you know, my nephew nerd. <laughs> no, I just no, I just messed with, mess with you. Also, he's black, <laughs> so he doesn't sound anything like that. <laughs> but he actually asked where the crawl was. Yeah, I mean, I uh, noticed it immediately. I bet yeah. a lot of people. Oh, did. I did too. Um, he didn't call it the crawl. He's like, I thought there were supposed to be words. What's with the yellow text that yeah. goes away? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that bummed me out. Okay, Darth wanna, Vader. Yeah, sure. Easily <laughs> by far my favorite scene. I, I waited the whole movie for. Uh, hold on, before we get to the badass scene, let's talk about something that I don't know if you liked it or not. His pun. Did you like his pun, or did you think it was sti- <laughs> stupid and cheesy? Whose pun? Darth Vader's. They had Darth Vader use a pun. You don't remember it? I couldn't tell. I couldn't decide if I thought it was funny <laughs> that Darth Vader was using a pun, or if you thought it was so stupid when he. When he did the choke thing, he's like, don't choke on your aspirations. Oh, no. You don't remember that? Or did you not catch <laughs> I it? I just didn't even catch it. You didn't catch it? 
I don't like that. I hated it. I, I couldn't decide. Like I went that. back and forth. No, that was kind of cool. No, that was stupid. No, was why kinda... did you even think that was cool? But, well, cool from the, I can't believe that they had Darth Vader. <laughs> they had the but, balls but, to have but, Darth yeah, Vader tell Yeah, fun. exactly. He's never struck me as someone had a sense of humor. No, exactly. He's menacing. He lost He's, it. Exactly. He lost it after exactly. this movie, uh, but he used to be a fun guy. Yeah. That's what they're trying to get across. I couldn't believe that, I couldn't believe that they did it. Yeah, he. remember uh, he chokes I him, do now, yeah. And he's like. Don't joke on your. That can't <laughs> Why do you Darth sound Vader. like Freddy? Well, he pulled a Freddy. He pulled a Freddy. That's something Freddy would say, not Darth Vader. It does make a lot more sense for Freddy. <laughs> oh man, that yeah. bones me. Out. Sorry, did I just drop the movie a rating point for you? Sorry, man. Uh, yeah, so definitely negative from both of us on that. Then, uh, but I kept waiting the whole movie for a lightsaber scene. I was like, where are the lightsabers? Where are the freaking well, lightsabers? Well, that's what a lot of people get all excited about. When they but they we yeah. ever do the lightsaber stuff, right. which so, I like. So I actually thought it was cool that they held back and the only time we saw the lightsaber was when Darth Vader used it. Right. And that scene was badass. The thing with the Star Wars, you had to have like a magical moment, I think. I think that you had to have like a scene, something that feels like magical. And I thought the movie was lacking in that until that Darth Vader scene at the end. And and that was that was a really, really cool scene. Well I when you think about it for the original prequel for the original trilogy and this Okay, for the original trilogy and The Force Awakens, we never see Darth Vader do really anything except fight Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he kind right. of stops you know lasers from Han Solo, but we've never seen him really be that physical with anybody. Yeah, true. And so that was like a like a moment. It that was, was a cinematic exactly. moment, really. Yes. And I'm still trying to decide how I feel about it. One, I loved it, man. Do that- you think he looks dated? I will agree. I actually did think that's weird that you say that because I just thought it was me personally. No. I, I can, yeah. I something of, looked just there off or it, old or something. So it, it, he looked, I don't know if it was like the clunky. Like, yeah, stuff like he on didn't his look outfit. as yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He didn't look like as powerful or like it looked like someone went to down me. to the local store yes. and rented a yes. costume that's exactly what it looked like to me <laughs> and I, I just never got that vibe that's funny that you because i really thought but i just stuff. thought that was just me and i thought maybe i didn't notice it in the other ones or something, something and just it just didn't look right yeah it felt but, off. but anyway I, I will say when he you know i didn't care about all him all the dialogue and stuff you know there in the middle with ben, ben Mendelssohn. i just didn't right. give a shit that much for right. it but when he was chasing him down. I'll tell you what, that whole build up that last five, ten minutes. It was awesome. I was like, oh my God, how they're gonna tie this into Star Wars makes me so excited to watch Star Wars now. Like yeah. or a new hope, I'll right. say. And and it's gonna be oh this close to it? Like, yeah. like oh they barely escaped off the yeah. planet to only barely escape Darth Vader. And now boom, they must have just got tracked down within like a, a, a light year or yeah. a light jump or a light speed jump. Right. And they, you know, obviously the Empire just catches up to be that close, especially in the storytelling and them to pull it off uh, for this movie. Now, that I think is really cool. And for that, I give I, I applaud this movie for that. That's really exciting for the fans. And yeah. I think pretty cool. I mean, no gone are the days that we don't know anything that happened before. Right. I mean, obviously, yes, we'll always have the prequels. We have those stories. But I mean. Where they talk about a lot of language that people have always wondered about, because yeah. now they can just make a movie and show you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're just going to begin to lose that stuff. Like the next thing, if they ever do a Boba Fett movie, you know the the mystery of him, they're going to completely expose that. Right. So gone are the, all the the theories and myths that will Which forever be out there. It's cool. 
it, it's it's fun from a certain perspective, but then it also takes away what it, we imagined. Or that's you know, what I'm saying. Like I'm that. saying that the mystery is fun. Yeah, like oh, the, 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 the yeah. wondering and the theories, that right. kind of stuff is fun. Because I think what you come up with, or what you hear your buddy come up with, or what this dude on the internet comes with, like your imagination goes those places, and it's kind of fun not ever knowing, right? You know, seeing the wizard behind the curtain. Now we know the the Death Star plans stolen as this story, and it's good. But I will say, and again. Just the wrap of that last five and ten minutes. That was fascinating. I it loved was, it. It was so. Yeah, it was, it it was, was cool. Just the image of Vader there, and then the saber comes on, and how it looked, and the whole visual. Dude, of it was it intense. Was, like, it was he intense. Was those people. Yeah, oh, it was badass. Movies. It was pretty cool. It was. And I also loved how they didn't over overuse the the force. Like they could have completely yeah. did with the prequels, and he yeah. could have just grabbed all ten guys yeah. and threw right. them backwards. But instead, it was like, hey, I gotta get one by one by you i'm not yeah. that powerful it makes it a little bit more human yeah of a of a uh, of a villain and that's kind of cool you yeah. know I, I i thought that was that was a lot of fun yeah it, it was. was there were moments i leaned over to my cousin i was like man this is some of this stuff's ingenious yeah so and then some of it was just a, kind of a snooze fest <laughs> yeah, it was it really was it was it was really up and down for me it really was uh overall though uh you know if i were to say was a an enjoyable movie, I'd say. Yeah, I I, I liked it. I mean, I'm bu- I'm busier these days, but I think the big shocker for me was, you know, I saw Force Awakens three, three times opening weekend, and I only saw Rogue One once. Really? And, uh, yeah, I really thought I would go back, but I just yeah, I, I, I assumed know, you would. I had other things I had to do, I guess. But huh. yeah, <laughs> and I haven't thought about it since. You know, I saw La La Land since then. <laughs> you know, and. I'm more looking forward to see La La Land again huh. rather than Rogue One, kind of. So, I don't know. Who are you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, speaking of movies that we've been watching lately, <laughs> this besides, is a movie podcast. <laughs> besides uh, Rogue One <laughs> and Manchester by the Sea, uh, it's the time of the show where we talk about what else we've been watching. Rachel, Good what sag. else besides Manchester by the Sea and Star Wars Rogue One have you watched? Uh, I saw Moana. Hey, what'd you think of Moana? I thought it was good. I thought it was a little disappointing. It's getting, maybe it's just because of the people that I follow on my social media because I follow a lot of like Polynesians and New Zealanders. <laughs> and That's and, a funny thing and to say. It seems, well, I do. <laughs> and so it seems like it's getting a lot of hype. I don't know how much hype it's actually getting outside of the feeds that I look at all day. Right. Um. So my expectations of it were pretty high. And it wasn't quite as good as I wanted it to be. But it is really good, and I like the music in it a lot. The Rock is fun. It's fun having a Polynesian Disney movie. Yeah, I, I mean, th- there's not much more to it than that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much how I felt. About, I talked about it last time on the show, and that's pretty much how I felt yeah. about it. I enjoyed it. Fun, I thought it was fun. Cute, but but music. ultimately, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Liked it, but ultimately disappointed. Do you think it was because... what what What... Can you pinpoint why it is? I'm not sure if I ever. I didn't think. Uh, no, because there were funny mo- moments. I was gonna say I didn't think it was particularly funny, but yeah, there were funny moments in it. Was it the characters? Was it the storyline? I don't, I, don't, I can't I don't pinpoint know. what it was, I, but it I was can't just ulti- It didn't feel big enough, or or there was nothing especially that stands out about. There was it to nothing me. that stood out to it about it. Yeah. But it's cute and it's good and and yeah, it's, if you have kids, I'm sure they'll like it. Yeah. Um, I also want to mention that I did finally watch Sing Street. 
Hey. Hey. hey! hey! Have you watched it yet? Yeah, I've seen it a couple times. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah, I bought, times. I bought it on uh, iTunes. Good well, man. then. Yeah, nice. and then, and then, then like, it's on the Netflix. week after it came out on Netflix. <laughs> it was like, damn it. It's okay. I rented it and then didn't get to watch it. And now it's on Netflix. Uh, but I liked it a lot. Uh, you got you to add one. This is my number one movie of the year. You can't I know, just, I know you but I think that like, you overhyped me on it. Really? I, I loved, liked it a lot. I, right, I liked it you, a lot, but no way is it. You're a fan of Once. Right. Yes, big okay. fan of ones, and uh, I liked the music in this a lot, and I liked the character. I mean, I I did liked you like it a lot. Eighties, yeah, eighties feel of it. Yeah, I liked I everything the, did about it. Did you like the relationship with with the brother, which was awesome? Yeah, I that was actually great. Yes. That was yeah, my favorite part about the movie. Mine too. Mine too. I don't know. I did like those throwback videos that they. Yeah, did. the throwback videos. Yeah, they were, were awesome. awesome. The music was awesome. No, I mean, like, I liked it a lot. It just wasn't. It definitely wasn't my number one. It'll be in my top ten though. But you, you're just like, oh yeah, that's oh, my number yeah. one oh, right away. Uh, so, yeah, so I would say that I'm a little bit disappointed because I wasn't like, oh yeah, that's my number one for sure. Well, what is your? What number What you think one about right the now? closing shot? Did you get it? Hold on. <laughs> did we have this I li- discussion? I like the we did. accusatory. Did you get it? Did you get it, guys? I my memory's so bad. I honestly don't remember the closing shot now, and I know we had this conversation. Well, they're they're floating away on the boat, and. They're like so happy and but like the the shot is different than any other shot in the movie, technically. And that's no accident. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Put your microphone down. Sorry, I now Rachel knows. I don't like <laughs> You know, I thought it was. Uh, I th- kind of thought I was alone and being like the only well-known critic out there who <laughs> had Sing Street, as, <laughs> who had Sing Street at the top of the list. But I listened to another movie podcast, uh, Film Spotting, and uh, one of the hosts there actually has Sing Street as his number one of the year. And oh, I was what? I was shocked. Yeah, uh, they had uh, their they had their list out. Well, so far, kind of like ours, like like he he mentioned oh. it, and he's like, well, so far, Sing Street is. I was like, well, I'm hey, sorry, so y'all. Far. I just don't see how we can come up with a list till February, which is yeah, what no, we did I last agree. time. Yeah, no, I agree, <laughs> and it may change. There may be something. I'm really looking forward to La La Land, to Fences. There's a oh, few I can't movies. Wait for Fences. Yeah, there's a few movies out there who certainly have the silence uh, that had the potential. The Martin Scorsese uh, movie about the Christian missionaries in Japan. Uh, there's some movies out there who definitely have the potential to, you know, surpass it. But right now, Sing Street was my favorite. Uh, uh, well, just to clarify, it is a very good movie. Okay. Well, I'm glad I, you I gave it. it a nine. Well, yeah. I mean, not everybody's going to have it as their number one. If you have it as nine, then job well done. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's Are you sure really you're not good. influenced a little bit by Brandon on that? <laughs> no, I like Didn't even remember the final shot. <laughs> Guys, I, my memory's so bad about everything. I'm not I'm kidding. It's It's been really, balls. really bad in like the last month. It is worthless. You are talking about Sing Street, the, the Irish musical. Shut your you're face. You're not talking about yeah. Sing, the, the new animated movie with Matthew McConaughey and Barnyard the Animals, singing, right? Yeah, no. Okay. No, All it's right, not out sure. yet. Screw you. <laughs> Sorry, I have no short-term memory. <laughs> Jacob, what have you been watching lately? Um, one of the two movies I watched was uh, Keanu, which we talked about a couple. The uh, Cat with Keegan yeah. and Peele. We we uh, Peele. y'all talked about it uh, months ago on our on the on podcast. <laughs> yeah. Your thoughts? Um, 
I, look, I thought it was dumb, and y'all said it at the time too. It's, it's, it's so dumb. Stupid. Yeah, but I had some good hard laughs. Exactly, too. Yeah. man. Like when he when he did the drugs, and look, the thing about Key and Pilla is one, I think you need to be in the mood for these guys, at least yeah. for me, and maybe they cater to a little bit younger audience, and I'm just aged myself a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do think they're really talented. Uh, I was in a good mood the night I watched it, and. W- when they go from like their kind of nerdy uptight to gangster, oh, I was laughing so hard on that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. And y'all said, I thought there would be more of a storyline about this cat because you said, oh, every time the cat was on screen, it was it was an inside joke. And I was like, okay. But I definitely don't feel like that now. Or I never, I never got that impression, I'll say that. Because I was thinking that the entire time I saw it on Netflix or on HBO, the I was like, okay, joke. there's an inside joke about this cat. And I realized there never Shoot, was. I need, I need to go back and listen to yeah, a podcast. I don't know what you're talking well, about. Like in what context did we say it? Inside joke? I don't know. <laughs> I just thought there was, a, there was a running joke. Maybe it was a running joke. Y'all, oh, y'all the running said. joke. The running was, joke was uh, Michael... Or, uh, it was the the, the George musician Michael. George Michael. How is that the running joke? No, okay, y'all. That yes, that, that was, was hilarious. hilarious. Yes. to me it was the best part of the Dude, whole movie. That the, the, music video. Oh uh, was my gosh, so funny. I so hard. All the George Michael stuff yes. was so freaking okay, hilarious. That makes. I bet that's what you all said. Yeah, yeah it definitely yeah. was. Yeah, that was our favorite part of the whole thing. Listen, yeah. anyone listening, it's on HBO right now. Ch- uh, you know, check it out while it's available. It's 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 worth the watch, and it's a good laugh here and there. But you're definitely gonna have your dumb parts. It's the best movie you're gonna see this year about a gangster cat. <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> um, the only other thing I saw was uh, Florence Foster Jenkins, which is the Meryl Streep movie that came right. out, uh, also starring. Um, Oh, Englishman. <laughs> fa, 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 fa. What's his name? <laughs> Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Thank you. Um, I like Hugh Grant, now, by he, the way. Now, did either of y'all see this? I don't think I did not. Did I right actually that. haven't. Um, look, it's it's good, but I think you really got to be in the mood for that's, this. That's why I haven't watched it. Okay. Uh, from the trailers. It looks, it looks so Britishy. I don't. It is. It definitely is. But I, I, I didn't mind that at all. Um Gosh, I just don't want to spoil something that's the main thing about it, uh, so I won't. I'll say that uh, once again, Meryl Streep, very good. Yeah. Um, but actually, I thought Hugh Grant was really good in. I this. love Hugh Grant. You know, I'm. I wanted to watch it just for Hugh Grant. I'm actually a Hugh Grant fan, which there's not very many of us, but I really like the <laughs> dude. Well, okay, I'm just now noticing it's got it's nominated for four Golden Globes, and Hugh Grant is one of the ones nominated. Nice. Now, there's also a supporting character in this movie. Uh, uh, acted by Simon Helberg, and he's like this kind of puny, awkward, just weird-looking uh, little piano player. His name's Cosme, uh, Cosme in the movie, and he's just so uncomfortable and giggles awkwardly throughout the thing. But by the end of the movie, you really kind of like this character. He's just yeah. different than what we're used to seeing, and especially him next to Meryl Streep, who you know is yeah, the actress of all actresses. And Next to you know, Hugh Howard. Grant, who's doing a damn good job. I, I loved Hugh Grant in this movie. He was so good. Uh, there, he, there were just moments that that dude, that dude shines, and then there's other moments where he's just being Hugh Grant. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, he was so good in this movie. I, I would say for that reason alone, you should check it out. Interesting. Um, now that you said that, because I like him so much, I probably will see it. I will say, look, Mel Streep's very good in it, but her character, God, you know, I'll say, bless her heart. She had a good heart, good soul, but she's kind of annoying. And maybe that's how she was in real life because this is based off of true events. Um, 
Yeah, bless her heart. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to say. And, and look, it's a period piece too. So like costume design is really well done. Um, they did a good job like kind of making up New York um, in, in that time period. So, um, you know, it was good. I give it about a seven, you know, six or okay. six, about a seven. I think's right. I'm glad um, you watched that because I, I, I just didn't have much of an interest, and now I'm mildly interested in. Well, it. you know, it's it's Meryl Streep to me, and I think yeah. some of her movies I'm all about watching, especially in the last ten years, right? And then there's some I'm just not in the mood for. The one, the, same, the yeah. one she came out with last year, where she was the the rock star guitarist. Yeah, yeah. that was. I had like zero terrible. desire to yeah. see it. Did y'all see it? I no. can't even think of the name of it. I didn't even see it, and I see everything, and I just didn't want to see it. Right, but this one I was curious because I like time pieces, right. and um, it just looked a little more interesting. Uh, of course, plus it was based on true events and things like that. So you never know with her. But like, I love you know Devin Wells Prada. I think Meryl Streep's amazing in that movie. So, you know, I think you definitely need to be in the mood for this. Yeah, but it wasn't terrible. All right, uh, I want to go back retroactively real quick and hit on a couple things we've talked about in this show before because I have a couple of po- well, Shoot, I have I've one of ap- the last four podcasts. I have one apology. <laughs> well, they'll hear them by the time this one gets out oh, okay. in next February. I just kidding. I just kidding. Jacob Byrne. I want to apologize to the. Uh, Director, writer, stars, producer, everyone who was involved with the movie Allied. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Just real quickly, I rewatched it because uh, a couple of friends of mine wanted to see it. And I'd already seen it. I was like, uh, I kind of begrudgingly went with them because we were hanging out. I was like, fine, I'll see it again. I actually liked it this time. And I think I was too harsh on it the first time. I don't know if it was my mood or what. But I really wasn't bored with it. I I actually enjoyed the character. I still thought it is what it is. It is what it is. It's a good B movie. It is. Uh, I still think that Brad Pitt's character is a little bit of a a sourpuss and oh and all that. But he's just flat. He's really flat. He's just lifeless. Yes, and uninteresting. But I like the movie more this time. So yes. my apologize, my apologies to yeah, Ally. Y'all were digging in on it. And I was like, really? I thought it was that. But I, I'm glad yeah. that you kind of come around. On I it. regret nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I also want to mention just really quickly because you brought it up before. I watched Sour Grapes, the documentary that you suggested to us. Yeah. Uh, and it was really, really interesting. Oh, yeah. We talked it about this. Was. We talked about this off the air. Both Rachel and I watched it. it we, we texted about it, so we won't get too deep into it. But Jacob suggested this a few episodes ago. Um, it's a documentary on uh, Netflix. Netflix. And it's. I think all of us didn't think that we'd enjoy a movie about some snobby wine drinkers, but there's this person within this world, this real life person that is just fascinating and actually makes a story about wine really interesting. I'll say that. So good suggestion is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Get through the first f- 15 minutes of it and you'll start to see the, the kind of, the it twist turns a little. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it's fun to watch after that. It is. It is. You, it's an inner laugh. It is. It is. Like, 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 do your Darth Vader laugh? <laughs> Freddy. <laughs> the last thing I want to talk <laughs> The last thing I want to talk about is, uh, you know, if, if Jacob's the Star Wars guy, if he geeks out and, and goes all fanboy about Star, Star Wars, my, my thing that I geek out and go, 
fanboy about besides the Godfather movies is Spider Man movies and the Spider Man Homecoming trailer dropped. Yeah. And I just gotta say I'm pumped about it. Yeah, uh, it's good. I it looks really, really good. I've I'm not gonna lie, you know, we've kind of sworn off trailers here, but I can't help myself. I watch I watched the trailer like ten times and I actually I've never done this before. I watched fan reactions to the trailer. <laughs> Have you ever done that? It's yes, like the whole thing. I want to punch yeah. myself. I want to punch time. myself too, but then I just find myself click the next one. Click. Really? I gotta like know oh, what these normal people. I can't. No. It's so annoying. It's stupid. I Don't hate do fan it. No. I, it's what dumb. I, what I do are the the ones that pause every screen. Like, they go the through ones that slow dissect. motion, it. and they say, "Hey, look! There, there's an Easter egg, and oh, there's an but Easter see, egg." But see, I don't want to oh, see I, that. I guess stuff. if this happens there, right. oh, this looks like that one clip back at the yeah. beginning of the trailer. That's what you don't do. Right. And then I'll say, th- "I'll suggest this: don't watch the ones that come out afterwards. Like, just don't watch any more Homecoming trailers." Oh, okay, gotcha. gotcha. Uh, you can watch this one much. all you want. Yeah, but they're going to put three more spoilers in the next. Yeah, see, I don't want to do and that. And five yeah. more after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, but I'll say this: It looks. I love the vibe that this movie has. It's different than any Marvel movie that's been out there. It's different than any Spider-Man movie that we've seen. Why? It's truly because it's because Spider-Man. It's, no, no, no. Because it's true. It's got this offbeat, fun high school. Uh, it, it's just got this different vibe to it. No, you don't feel it when you watch it. I mean, it's, I, it's you just, know, what? I felt that way about Doctor Strange because you know it was really because it was different. It was technically interesting it, and no, but Doctor Strange didn't have like a fun, you know, witty, like like poppy, happy go lucky galaxy was like the sci-fi version. We just had never <laughs> seen that before. <laughs> I mean, so this is like a, know, this is like a Breakfast Club. I just love busting your balls movie. about Spider-Man. I know, I know. <laughs> Star Wars sucks. <laughs> I'd like to recant everything I said. Darth Vader's a pussy. Oh, shit, man. Get out of here. <laughs> Go to your oh, you know, joke on your aspirations. Good one, Darth. Okay. <laughs> so that is Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Uh, no, so uh, be like me and watch the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer 20 times this week. <laughs> and uh, so, good episode. We talked about the, uh, <laughs> the Oscar frontrunner and the biggest blockbuster possibly of the year on the show. Be sure to tell us what you think about Manchester by the Sea or Rogue One on our fa- Facebook page or our SoundCloud page. Or about get, Star Wars. I, or about I, Spider-Man. I can't get through this. Thank you so much for listening to Pulp Fiction. <laughs>